You know, we're not recruiting members. We're recruiting followers of Jesus. We're recruiting and developing them. And the development process is, is ongoing. It never stops. Hello and welcome to the Post-COVID Church. What now? The mission, energizing Christians to engage the lost and hurting in your community. Here's your host, Stuart Kellogg, author of the Post-COVID Church. Thank you very much for joining me. You know, when an organization faces outside forces that challenge its existence, it must react. To just keep doing the same things or simply rearranging a few deck chairs means the organization will inevitably have a much tougher time surviving, much less thriving. That goes for churches, too. Now, it doesn't mean a church changing its core beliefs to match the constantly shifting winds of culture, no. But it does mean looking at how it fulfills the command from Christ to make disciples in the face of an increasingly challenging and hostile culture. For Dr. Barry Carpenter, that meant paying more than half a million dollars to leave a splintering denomination, restructuring the organization, and deciding the church he leads will no longer have any members. No, instead of members, the church has partners. And it's not just semantics. If you want to be part of this church, you commit in writing every year to be part of a small group and to follow Jesus every day. It's called the Jesus Way. It's a template for life now. It's a template for life. We're taking it serious. That's all I've asked them to do. Take it serious. Dr. Barry Carpenter's early years were in an unchurched home with a dad focused on sports. After someone knocked on the door and invited the family to a Quaker church in Hampton, Virginia, the family was forever changed. His dad had a conversion to Christ and the impact was immense. All three boys became pastors. After seminary, Barry joined the United Methodist Church. The denomination is now splitting. Progressives for more than a quarter century consistently being voted down in their attempts to allow gay clergy and marriage, now using their positions of power to force out the congregations that are sticking to biblical authority, and so will not change their stand on the biblical view of sexuality, despite overwhelming pressure to do so. For Daphne United Methodist to leave and keep its property, it had to pay what Barry calls a ransom. We paid well over half a million dollars, and long story short, the conference has to vote. They did vote last November, and we, we own our buildings, and we, we left. Not without, however, a lot of pain, um, a lot of grief, myself included. We met in Barry's office in the small South Alabama city of Daphne, not far from the Gulf of Mexico. He exudes joy. Joy in living for Christ, and free to lead as he sees Christ demands it. Even before the official split, the name was changed to Resurrection Church. Barry reluctantly agreed to keep the word church. I lobbied for taking the word church off of the name and calling it either just Resurrection or Resurrection Community. I, I, I long to be a part of a community that lives the resurrection. Is the word church a bad word in this culture now? I think it, it, has, it has a lot of negative effects. It's still a positive word for those who love it, but there are many people who have been hurt by it. 
Uh, there are many people who come to our church. I was told just this morning in this room in my office that, Pastor Barry, when you said one of the most thing that impressed us the most when we came to this church, when you got up on, a, on the stage and you said, to all of those who have been hurt in church, I'm sorry. And you need to say that more. I said, thank you for telling me. <laughs> You can't simply become a member of Resurrection Church. You see, there are no members. But you can be a partner. Making a commitment for a year at a time. A commitment to be part of a small group, about six to eight people, that regularly goes over the acrostic Jesus. Five focus points, each starting with a letter from Jesus' name. And a commitment to daily live the Jesus life. So a partner here means you have signed a covenant card that says... I want to live this kind of life, starting with the J-E-S-U-S, the word Jesus. The J stands for put Jesus first in your life. Seek first what? The church? No, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Jesus is first. And that's a daily decision. I sometimes get it wrong, and at the end of the day, I have to engage in confession and repentance. I missed it today. I missed it in that act or... So Jesus first. The second thing is to enter his presence on a regular, consistent basis. I need to learn to pray. So prayer is the major movement in the Christian life that connects us with God. But the Holy Spirit is our avenue. He's our, he's our advocate to take us there. The third thing is the first S, S1, I call it, to, to, do, to serve others as I would serve Christ. And the you is unite with others. Unite with others to listen, to learn, and to love. And then the, the, that's the you, unite with others. And the last one is to share my life with others. My time, my talent, my treasures, things. What God has given me is not for me to consume, but to give away. That's, what Je that's the life he lived. So... To imitate him, to live the life he lived, is to imitate him. Just imitation of Christ. It's all part of the one-year commitment. So you re-up next year. So if you're not doing it, and you know, then don't re don't sign up. Do some critique that as being well? Wait, that's works based. It could be interpreted that way. James would interpret it <laughs> one way, but. Show me your faith without works. I'll show you works without faith. So it, it is because of his love that we do this. It is because of his love that's compelling. It compels us to do things. Nice to meet you. This is my recorder. Hi, I'm Stuart. Where do we want to be? We're going upstairs. John Stannard was part of the church for years before Pastor Barry Carpenter arrived. He sees the impact of partners making a public annual commitment. With a membership, it's like going down and joining your country club. There is a method that when you pay, it's like getting something for something. You pay to get something in a membership. In a partnership, you're equal on terms. When we're partners, God is asking us to do something. And in partnerships, you have a, everyone has a 
investment in it. A commitment that I see. Commitment, yes. And um, it's not a church. It is the God that we are partnered with. It's not these four walls that we're sitting in. About 90 signed up as partners when the program was unveiled. John says attendance now averages between 100 and 150, about where it was before the split. So, more are attending than partnering. That's a lot different from just about every other church, where membership is many times the number of folks who attend each week. John is now an elder. That's another big change that Pastor Barry Carpenter instituted. There is no voting at Resurrection Church. Seven elders, including the lead pastor, make the decisions, all by consensus. If it's not unanimous, it doesn't happen. Did you change to the elder system just to make it more efficient, effective, and so you could focus on the Jesus life and not all the other stuff? Was that the reason? Because you've spent your whole life in a whole different structure. A life of frustration, too. <laughs> I've had a church with 200 people on the board of administration. If that's not a nightmare, um, the large church, we had 200 people on, on the leadership team. And I have business people in this church, and I said, how many people sit at your lead table? Oh, three. <laughs> so we, have, we probably have more than – we have seven, so that includes me. I'm one of them. But, um, and we don't vote on anything either. We don't have votes. We decide that, decided we're going to live in consensus, and if we can't get to consensus, we're going to wait. We're going to say it's not time. Somebody's not with us. And we want unity more than we want to make that decision, no matter how important it is. Um, I read in the New Testament where they voted once and that person was never heard of again. It's very clear that living the Jesus life isn't just for the partners. It's embedded in this lead pastor. As we sit on a couch in his office, his eyes water as he talks about Christ's love and also his forgiveness. He pauses and remembers what happened just a few days before we talked, as he sat in his car at the local hospital parking lot. The Holy Spirit was in my car with me, so I had a little worship time in the temple of my car. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said to me, You are not what you look like. You are not what you own or think you own. You are not your achievements or your possessions. You are who you are in me and my spirit in you. That's who you are. As the post-COVID church looks to impact this increasingly cynical and hostile culture, it will take leaders rethinking what it means to be a church. Sometimes, as Dr. Barry Carpenter has found, it means stripping away a lot of bureaucracy and looking backwards. Back to the, what you're here for. Uh, the Book of Discipline of the United Methodist Church is, what, seven, eight hundred pages? Um, we don't have that anymore. We have a book of discipline, and it's, uh, it's uh, 66 books. <laughs> but, and I'm not being facetious, I, uh, th there's discipline in the Christian life. Oh, is there discipline? It is a life of discipline. And the church, but the, a lot of those rules are laid out in the New Testament of how to treat one another. Uh, and even how to correct how to correct one another, how to live in unity, how to live in community. We're relearning all that. Humbly, we're relearning all that. 
Now, the way Pastor Carpenter and the leadership team restructured this former United Methodist Church probably won't work everywhere. The point is, the leaders realized that the church focus had moved from Christ to other stuff. That Jesus' life is this church's way to refocus on its mission, Christ's directed mission, to make disciples. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. It's easy. Just write me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Stuart at thepostcovidchurch.org. Feedback, ideas for future stories, anything. If you'd like to get my book, The Post-COVID Church, Helping the Church Thrive, Not Just Survive, you can get it in ebook or paperback at Amazon.com. May these podcasts fulfill their mission, energizing Christians to engage the lost and hurting in your community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to The Post-COVID Church, What Now? with your host, Stuart Kellogg. For more information, visit thepostcovidchurch.com. And you're invited to join the Post-COVID Church Facebook group. Please share the Post-COVID Church podcast with your friends.